Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? It's going good. I'm a little sore. I'm a little sore. <laughs> I, I I went out and I kind of overdid my uh, pickleballing. As you yeah, know, I've well, been trying to play more pickleball. Right. I'm going to a pickleball court later today. I didn't tell you that before. We chatted before. I didn't want to say this. I'm not going to play, but I'm going to go check it out because my son is playing soccer at a field and there's pickleball right next to it. So I figured I'd go check that out while he's uh, warming up for soccer and whatnot. So I'm going to actually see a game today, potentially. You will be hooked. <laughs> and here's the thing about pickleball. Everybody can play like all ages. Mm-hmm. I see- Well, you've been playing with your niece, right? I play with my niece, yeah, and, uh, you know, generational thing. We play mixed doubles together, and we have a great time. It's really bonded us. Uh, Her sister plays sometimes. Her mother plays with us sometimes. We're playing against kids. We're playing against 70-year-olds that are really, really good at pickleball. I mean, these guys (laughs) must never leave the court. I mean, they must be there 24-7 because anytime I go to those courts – they're there. I'm like, holy yeah. cow, do you ever eat? Do you ever sleep? <laughs> it's amazing. Right, right. And, so, you know, that that's what I think about, too. Like, it's it's nice to have something else, and it's nice to have something that multiple generations can play where, you know, like, I, I, that's great because I, I, <laughs> I went to my mom's, uh, like, you know, she lives in, like, an assisted living type of thing. It's not really assisted living, more of like a retirement community type of thing. And uh, they were playing bocce ball. Yes. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go check this out. These guys are so good. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't want to do it. So maybe, yeah. maybe I could, you know, maybe pickleball if that gets there. Maybe I'll, well, I'll get really it's good. A generational go thing, like your son plays soccer, but it's very rare to have a situation where you and your son are on the same soccer team at his age and at your age. Right. But at pickleball, right. you definitely could play as a doubles team together, no problem. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I am I am all about pickleball. I may have just a little teaser. I may have some pickleball stories in future episodes. So please, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and, I know what I know what you're teasing there, and it's exciting. It it is exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. We will we will be talking more about pickleball in the future for sure. Yes, you know because of this whole pickleball thing, you might actually need an entertainment lawyer. Well, how about that for a hard segue? Well, not only may I need an entertainment lawyer, I may need a lawyer that's going to help me with a pickleball podcast, potentially, hypothetically, maybe, Uh but that's not Uh necessarily what I'm teasing, but maybe, yes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we we need, we may need help. Good thing we have help. Exactly. We've got Gordon Firemark with us. Gordon, thank you for uh, joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for having me. And and Russ, I just want to say that was a really smooth segue into the introduction. <laughs> I, gotta say. I had no idea when I when I agreed to do the show. I had no idea it was an athletics show. We're talking about pickleball. And exactly. That that's my, how my that's how we roll sport. here. Do you my know what pickleball is, Gordon? I've heard about it. My favorite sport is pizza ball and ice cream ball. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a melon baller. That that one is pretty good too. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gordon, a couple of us have the cue ball thing going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, tell tell our audience a little bit about uh, what you do, and you know our lead in was very smooth by Russ, but uh, tell us exactly what you do. Well, as you said, I am an entertainment lawyer. I've been practicing in the field of entertainment, mainly live theater and film and television, and now digital media for about the past 30 years. 
and uh, obviously the digital media podcasting and and YouTubing is more recent than that. But uh, uh, I I came out of the live theater and t- television industry as a as a production guy and went to law school and try to help creative people make the stuff that they make and get their message out and do it effectively and safely in ways that you know keep them from getting sued and and having all kinds of headaches. And uh, since uh, podcasting started up, you know, I've had a podcast for about 13 years now. It's called Entertainment Law Update. And since that started, I've sort of been focusing a lot of energy on helping podcasters create and and uh, get their message out as well. So people call me the podcast lawyer. Nice. Nice. That's a good title. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So uh, that's the the, you know, you, you go right to it. Like, so I've been doing improv for years, right? For a little while, I actually did some stand-up comedy, uh, uh-huh. not, not very good, but some stand-up comedy. Um, the thing that concerns me is, okay, well, there's the whole cancel culture thing, right? Of being yeah. canceled, but there's also, there's, see, it feels like there's more legal issue like that could come up. Uh, where all of a sudden you're you're libel or slander or whichever the right term is there, all of a sudden or, you've got some you sort of issues. Or you slap somebody on an award ceremony. Well, Maybe you know, that, that happens could, as that well, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because comedy is, has, has for a long time really been this sort of insulated space where people could say and do whatever they wanted to in the name of comedy. And, you know, the real test has always been, is it funny? And right. We're now into a, a time in in the world where it isn't always okay to be funny. There are some subjects that are off limits, and there always have been. I mean, you had guys like um, uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, going yeah. to jail over the things that they said, and and George Carlin and the Richard Seven Pryor. Dirty Words and Richard Pryor. Yeah, exactly. There have always been things that have off, are off limits, but the boundaries have really moved. I think in the last probably ten or fifteen years, to the point where everybody's so. I'm going to use the word butthurt about the, the things that are said, you know, they just get bent out of shape when any, anybody makes anything that even resembles a criticism, not just of themselves, but of, of their, of things that might be their point of view and audiences are willing to jump on board and, and wag their fingers and worse at people for things that are really just meant to be funny and humor. And, and, you know, there's a something to be said that comedians and and writers and creators need to be more sensitive about people's perceptions, right. and especially racial issues and gender issues and and gender identity kinds of things. But there's still a place for there should still be a place for comedy and fun and being able to not take ourselves too seriously. And it's sad right. that that seems to be going away. Yeah, well, you know, and it, and it's sort of amplified on the stage. Yeah. For, you know, and, and now I'm thinking, you know, segueing once again, beautiful segue. I mean, I don't know how I'm doing this today. It must be in the coffee, but with it, it's amplified on the stage, but it's applied to, to business owners, right? Like business owners. Uh-huh. Now they've got, you know, like, oh God, I hate to say the term Karens, but you know, you have these people that, that let me speak to the, the manager thing, right? And all of these yeah. different things where you've got the the complaining customers on Yelp, uh, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the whiners that are going over there, you've got the people that you've got to deal with. But like, you sort of have that same feeling like as a standup, right? Like it, it, it's now in the business world of like, I'm being judged for everything. Yeah. And can I do anything? <laughs> you know? I think a lot of that is that everybody feels more entitled 
to feel safe to be protected and not and not have their their ideas and their thoughts challenged much less their you know their personal identity challenged but you know that's where so much humor actually used to come from was let's challenge the status quo let's challenge people's ideas about politics or religion or government or sex mm-hmm. Or any of these kinds of things. And now, you know, everybody's, oh, that hurts my feelings. And, you, you know, they're right. looking for a law, a, a lawyers or a, or a court's judges, legislatures to do something about it. And, um, you know, fortunately, we live in a country the, in the U.S. that has a pretty robust free speech um, mechanism, I guess you could say, the First Amendment. And uh, the boundaries are there for what, what the government can do. But... The marketplace is a different story and uh, people are voting with their dollars and social media and uh, TikTok and all that. I mean, not just the customers, but the the workers at the Starbucks now going on TikTok and making a complaint about people are taking too long to order or they're ordering these crazy things with too many pumps of this. Yeah, it's going both ways. It's a job. Do you go do your work and. <laughs> Shut up and go home and have some fun. <laughs> yeah, my my daughter's a barista, so I hear those stories. <laughs> and and just because I say shut up and go home and have some fun doesn't mean I don't sympathize. But since when is everything supposed to just be smooth sailing and easy in life? Sometimes the the things that really make a character are the mm-hmm. things that we are challenged by. So. I think as an attorney, my question to you is like, how do you deal with this culture of entitlement? Because as you you were talking about in the business situation where managers may challenge, you know, the ideas of, uh, you know, somebody on their team or somebody within the company. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a legitimate challenge, but the person's feelings get hurt and they think it's some type of discrimination or Mm -hmm. they're getting treated differently than another person whose ideas were taken more seriously. Like as an attorney, how do you help businesses in that type of situation, help managers? Well, you know, it's, I don't do work in the employment area very much. And so I don't end up counseling people on that regard very much, but really it comes down to, um, companies, businesses, and the people who run them really need to understand where the law, what the law says and where it, where it uh, is evolving and what the changes mean for them in their particular context. And so when we um, find ourselves in an arena where gender pronouns are now considered to be offensive when they're used wrong, uh, even if it's not rising to a, le- a level of legal culpability for calling a, a a they, a she, or something like that, we're, you know, it, it's creating an environment that I, I guess the, the main thing is just education. The employer, the employers, managers need to know what's changing, what the boundaries are. You can't just always expect that we'll just keep doing it the way we've always done it. And so the lawyers come into play in, in uh, hopefully letting the client, letting our clients know before it becomes a legal issue. But often as not, you don't find out it's it's a thing until someone gets yeah. those bent out of shape and starts a suit. And I think there's a lot of it is just trust, like trust yeah. in your managers and supervisors that it's not a racial gender. It's not any type of discrimination. It's strictly business. Um, and I think that trust comes with, you know, a track record of being a yeah. fair manager. And I think once, sure. you know, a manager leadership 
you know, has built that reputation of, you know, really being inclusive and understanding and listening and really just making business decisions, you know, those concerns kind of go away about, you know, opening themselves up for some type of a lawsuit. And I think well, it, it is something like you're saying, you have, it's a conscious effort of just proving yourself mm-hmm. that, you know, this, this is the culture that we have at our company. Yeah. Well, also I think it, it, what, what has become necessary is a little different in that is that we have to document those business decisions. We have to be able to show Mm -hmm. it was a business decision. It wasn't motivated by my attitude about your sexuality or your gender choice, your gender identity or, or, you know, your choice of friends or politics or those kinds of things, because the rules are, we're not supposed to discriminate on the basis of these things. So if you're making a business decision to terminate somebody or to change, you know, someone's, work schedule or how, you know, you better be able to show why it was necessary from a purely business standpoint without regard to those other things. And so I think it really does put a, an uncomfortable onus on, on small businesses in particular, but managers at all levels to, um, sort of have to keep a a running record of all their thinking and and business decision-making, which didn't used to be the case. Used to be, you know, we would give owners and managers sort of the benefit of the doubt. There was something, there is something called the business judgment rule when, uh, when you're dealing with, you know, high level business decisions about a direction a company should go or those kinds of things. And as long as you could show that the managers and owners and the, the board acted with sound business judgment, they, you know, they, they did reasonable, uh, decision-making, it would be okay. But there's so many more factors that come into what's reasonable yes. now. Yes. And that's really yes. the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Like there's a lot of podcasts that talk about this stuff. There's, and yeah. we've talked about it a bunch on, on this podcast. And I think one of the things too is, is, you know, it's like when you're chatting with people, get to know them, you know, and ask, ask permission if things are okay. So actually mm-hmm. Gordon, I got to ask you, can I call you my bald brother? Sure. Okay, perfect. Good. good. Just don't call me late for dinner. Is the term. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break here, and uh, Greg and I will be back with uh, more with my uh, bald brother, uh, Gordon, here. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. If you want to check out other fine podcasts like this, head over to thebestbusinessnetwork.com. Check it out. There's some great podcasts over there. Um, Leadership and, uh, you know, I I was listening to Polly's podcast uh, the other day and I hear she's got a new one coming out too. I'm I'm just going to say that. I'm going to plant that seed. Yes. But uh, yeah, I've actually also been listening to her book, which is available on Scribd as is uh, John's book. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of his book now, the, the leadership uh, book. Sorry, John, I've got it queued up, but uh, I'll put a link to it in the description. How about that? <laughs> I've got good segues today. I don't have good good uh, book retention and my, my scribed app just crashed, so I can't see what it is. Uh, all right. So uh, we were talking about we're talking about entertainment law. We're talking about law in general. And we've got the podcast lawyer uh, with us. And um, uh, ha- have we done anything so far that's going to get us sued? Are we OK? Not that I can. Th- I mean, yes, you're OK. I, I don't think there's been any. OK, good. Okay, major gaffes. I don't know where that music you're playing is coming from, but I'm oh, shoot. following the rules there. <laughs> Ooh. You had to you had to go there, Gordon. Oh man. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's one of the most common issues for content creators is uh they're using stuff that belongs to other people, sometimes without even really thinking about 
whether mm-hmm. that's okay and whether it, what they have to do to, to clear it. And as an entertainment and media lawyer, that's really one of the big roles that I take is, is helping people clear the rights to the stuff that they're using. And, you know, it's easy to, to, you know, you're using, I think what sounds like library music that you've gotten from right. somewhere that it's okay to use it in this context. But, um, the, the running joke among those of us that do this work in the law in, in podcasting is everybody wants to use the opening riff from ACDC's Back in Black. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not even going to sing it because that would in, involve, yeah, uh, don't do that. Don't stuff. get us in trouble. Right. <clears throat> and I would be singing, which is a bad idea in the first place. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, but the, but the point is that someone wrote that song and that person owns a copyright in the composition that they made. And someone else made a recording of that song and they own the recording. And those are two copyrighted works that need to be licensed or cleared in order to be used unless, you know, there are certain exceptions and everybody throws around those terms. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like you don't build your house on somebody else's land, you know. Yeah, exactly. A, yeah. a lot of people don't think about that. Like I, I actually had an, an instance at, at one point where I was putting a, vi- a video together for somebody. Uh, um, I, I enjoy doing video editing. I was, mm-hmm. And and somebody, the, the person that I was talking to was a business owner. And they're like, I ah, just use this music. Like, no, no, we have, to, we have to buy music for this. We can't just use anything. Because, I mean, I used to work in, in radio, so I'm familiar yeah. with all the, all the, the, the laws and rules. It's, and, I, you know, the other day I was talking to somebody. Um, who actually is a stand-up comedian, and she said, uh, "I hate when people come up to 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 just tell me, you know, like, oh, you're a stand-up comedian, great, tell me a joke." It's like I'm not a trick pony. Like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, you build fences? Go build me a fence. You know, oh, you're like, a doctor. Will you, will you operate on my heart? Yeah, yeah. Take this mole out. You know, like what? I mean, it, it. I don't think a lot of people realize that, and there's there are a lot of issues with that, and the demand for for business owners now is to create a lot of content, right? Like you've got, like you mentioned earlier, you've got TikTok, you've got all these different, you know, Instagram, and all these different social media things that they have to go now create for. Uh, what can they do to to be safe with this, uh, like just some quick tips on, on being safe on creating content for their business. Oh, John, I mean, Gordon, we lost you. Lost audio. Sorry, I had muted my mic so I could cough and clear my throat. Oh. Uh, anyway, what I, yeah. So to answer your question, I think that, uh, you know, knowing what I was talking about earlier about just understanding that the act of authorship imparts some property rights in the material that one creates. And so if you're going to use something that isn't your original work, you've got to ask the questions, where does this come from and how do I get the permission or, or the rights to do it? Now, some of the platforms, TikTok and YouTube, are making a fairly large catalogs of music and things like that available for use for free. They're sort of handling the payments and, and those kinds of things. But if you're making a commercial for your business or you're doing a uh, you know, an ad on Facebook or something like that. You've got to think about these issues before you post it online and risk it getting taken down or worse yet getting sued, those kinds of things. So the content side of it, yeah, that's, that's a a real challenge. And uh, I guess the best advice is make it yourself. If you, if you know that you're doing original work, you're on the safest possible ground. Um, but as you said, people coming out of, you know, a, a lifetime of listening to the radio, they've just figured, oh, I'll just run a little music and, mm-hmm. and then have it go under my voice before I, uh, finish, uh, you know, introducing whatever I'm talking. And, and unfortunately that piece of music isn't cleared and the consequences can be really dire. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What are so. some of the rules when it comes to images? 
because you know there's so wow. much social media especially tiktok instagram yeah. where it's reels it's stories and you know people mm -hmm. are out on the street filming themselves talking but there's yeah. people in the background and you know there you can see their faces what are the rules of you know when you can use it when you can't use it when you have to get their permission yeah, how much time do we have? Uh, yeah, I know that's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> you know, I mean, the basic rule is if if you're look if you're making your own thing, whatever it is, a video, a reel, a, a TikTok, or whatever, uh, and you're you're featuring again other people's stuff, which could be their personality rights, their right of privacy is being intruded upon. You know, if you're shooting it in somebody's backyard or something like that. Uh, there can be some issues. And certainly you want to worry about libel and slander. If you're saying things about other people, make sure it's true. Make sure it's not harmful to reputation. If it's harmful to reputation, absolutely make sure it's true because you don't want to be sued for libel. Um, but, you know, your scenario out on the street where you're just capturing people walking by in the background or even, you know, interacting with them, uh, people don't have an expectation of privacy when they're out in a really public place, you know, on a city street or a sidewalk or or in a park or something like that. Where it becomes a weird challenge is when you're in a mall, which is actually private property. Yes, it's open to the public, but people do have a different expectation or might have a different expectation about whether they're being filmed and recorded and whether that stuff is going to be available to, to the whole outside world. It's sort of, you know, how they behave may be governed by their expectations. They may do things in that setting that they wouldn't do if they were standing in the public park or something like that. So, you know, uh, best best case scenario is is make sure you have consent from people who are appearing in your videos or on your podcast recordings or whatever else you're doing. Um, but the next best case is do it out in public where, where they don't have that expectation of privacy. Right. Yeah, I actually uh, learned that mall thing the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> when I was uh, when I was working in in radio, we did this. I don't know. It, it was some bit for the morning show, and mm -hmm. they had me go out, and I had to pick a place where there was a bunch of people. Yeah. So I went into an indoor mall, and the bit became me getting kicked out of the mall. I, I wish I had <laughs> like tape on this. I don't, but. Uh, I, I was actually escorted out by, you know, by yeah. security and they threatened to call the police on me and uh, all this stuff was on tape because it was private property as well. So yeah. that's another thing you got to watch out for is when you're, you know, entering into these mall areas, you're entering into a private area and you can't exactly record there. Uh, it just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> you never did the thing with the turkeys from the helicopter over the, over the, oh, yeah. uh, we did, we did not do that because, uh, because yeah, turkeys don't fly as, as we learned. On, <laughs> as God is my word. <laughs> don't do the turkey drop oh man <laughs> some portion of the audience will get that joke <laughs> yeah exactly um okay so uh we actually should probably take take another break here we got plenty of other areas where where we can uh chat about but uh we'll take a short break here on diy for business and i'll remind you if you're listening uh you're you're first of all consenting to listen but also i think that also means that you're consenting to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on so go do that we'll be back in a couple minutes here with more diy for business Thanks for coming back to DIY for Business with Russ and Greg. Find us on the bestbusinessnetwork.com. Find us on electrocast.com. You're going to find so many great podcasts on that show. 
And speaking of podcasts, we have Gordon Firemark. He is the podcast lawyer. And, uh, you know, Gordon, I was looking at your website and you have so many great resources for podcasters. And I was so happy that you're coming on the show because I believe that a lot of podcasters out there are not really paying attention to the legal side of what they're doing. Um, So, you know, we talked a little bit about the content part of it, but as far as like, you know, forms and, you know, getting consent forms for guests and all those types of things, talk a little bit about what your website provides because it's a fantastic resource for podcasters. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, as as a, a thought leader in the space, as a lawyer who helps creators, you know, I really do want people to be armed with as much information as possible. So I try to make some of it available for free and some of it, I try to make it all, you know, affordable. Not everybody wants to or or can afford to hire a lawyer to do the stuff for them. And so I've created a bunch of resources that uh, folks who are more in that do-it-yourself mode, either by necessity or by choice, uh, can, can access. And so the first thing I'll say is DIY for business because yeah, (laughs) you know, but people get intimidated by the idea of DIY when it comes to the law and, and, and doing legal stuff. And so my, my real goal has been to demystify and, and (laughs) de-scarify some of that stuff, uh, make it a little, a little more accessible. So my first crusade really is everybody who has guests on a podcast really should have their guests sign, and, and by sign, I mean digitally or whatever, a, a release form that basically gives the podcaster consent to make the recording and to publish the recording without any pre-publication review or need to compensate the guest or, or those kinds of things. And it's a relatively simple release, and it's I make it available for free at podcastrelease.com. Uh, the rest of the stuff that I offer, and I have some checklists and other kinds of stuff available as well, but the rest of the stuff that I offer, legal forms and templates for the co-host relationship. I, I call it a podcast prenup. When two or more people are getting together to, to make a podcast, they're entering into business together. And either it's a partnership or maybe they're going to form a limited liability company or a corporation. Or, But what's important is that they start having the conversations around issues of who's responsible for what? How do they get reimbursed for their out-of-pocket expenses? What what do they get when there's a profit? And what happens if someone's not pulling their weight or somebody decides they want to leave? Or God forbid somebody gets hurt and disabled or dies and can't participate anymore. What happens then? Who are the owners? Who owns what? And, and how do they, they do it? And of course, then, you know, Again, God forbid there's a, a pod divorce. <laughs> you want to have that prenup in place to <laughs> to uh, to deal with the, you know, who gets the house and kids kind of issues, yeah. the podcast itself being the house and the audience, right? That's a tremendously valuable asset. So I've got a bunch of forms and templates and, and uh, those kinds of things to help with all of those areas. And for the people who want a, a deeper dive into – not just the how to do it yourself, but the what, the whys and what's that are going on underneath and behind the behind the scenes for the forming the company entity and building the team and dealing with the intellectual property issues and monetization issues, the, all of those contracts. I do also have a, an online course called uh, Easy Legal for Podcasters. So it's all there. You can go to gordonfiremark.com and find out about it or thepodcastlawyer.com. We'll get you there too. So Nice. You just made me think of a whole other podcast genre. It's like a you get a two podcast hosts together and you're just counseling them. 
know, like, uh, so sort of like a marriage counselor, but podcast exactly. counselor. Podcast counselor. Because it's a podcast, you'd, you'd make a podcast out of it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna write this idea down. Uh, if I have, uh, and and so okay, I have this new idea, right? I just came up yeah. with this idea. It's I, I I'm putting it out there uh, uh, across the world. How do I protect ideas like that? Like intellectual property becomes a little bit more yeah. difficult in this digital age as well. So how do you protect That's stuff true. like that? Well, okay. So first off, putting it out there the way you just did, probably a big mistake if, oh, if it was man. valuable. Russ, <laughs> it's not no, that great of an idea. So it's no, okay. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, in, in, in learning about entertainment law, we always learned about the the screenwriter who has this brilliant idea for a film and they meet this director at a cocktail party and they just blurt out their idea for the film. And, you know, six months later, the director makes the movie, mm, <laughs> you know, right. Sorry, you're out of luck. You, you you gave away the idea. Ideas are not something that are protected by intellectual property law. What's protected is the way we express those ideas and, and embody them in a tangible form. So you got to write it down and, and, you know, do the things. Either get a non-disclosure agreement or some kind of confidentiality uh, promise if you're going to be disclosing information or get it in writing, have a copyrightable work in, in your hands that you're sharing with people. And even then you want them to sort of promise that they're going to do right by you if they decide they like it. Cause the ideas that are embodied in that script might still be, um, uh, stolen without permission. And the same is true for that idea for a podcast, you know, uh, create something before you go blurting it out. Oh, and, uh, so oh, well. it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought of something, Gordon, and I find this happening, and maybe you have some insight to it, but mm -hmm. don't you notice like in on television or, you know, now television is everything, right? Netflix, all the streaming yeah. stuff. But when one network comes up with an idea yeah, that like three other networks come up with like the same idea, <laughs> like the same season – it's like, right. okay, who leaked or how did the same idea go to four different people? And it's yeah. like, what? how does this happen? Well, some of it is a little bit of bandwagon jumping, to be really honest. You know, Network A comes out and, and has a, a really interesting show set in a hospital emergency room. And next thing you know, you've got all three networks putting together shows that follow some aspect of medicine or police procedural and then they someone gets the idea well, well let's do a cop show within let's the make industry the somebody hears about the one show and then like oh we got to do ours we got to do ours really quickly or got to compete got to get something into the market to mm -hmm. compete with that other thing because audiences seem to be loving this this month so let's make something that they will like on our network as well and the same is true in the podcasting space and w one of the things i think is is great about podcasting is that it's low barrier to entry makes it really easy for people to come up with something and, and put it out there, throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. But also you can be very narrow in your, in your focus. You can have a, a, a niche topic. I mean, Hey, entertainment law update, right? If I get 2000 listeners, that's a good episode because I've got most of the entertainment lawyers out there listening, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm providing a service and it's valuable and, and so on. The point is you don't have to copy that other idea. You you can create something that's unique to your market, your audience, and, and your listenership. So that, that, that's my biggest advice is be original, be different, be distinctive, and uh, uh, and don't don't worry about jumping on bad wagons. Create your own parade. Nice. Nice. You know, it, it reminds me, Greg, there was a skit on uh, 
it wasn't Saturday Night Live. It was one of these other shows that came out. And this was like long ago. This was like, you know, wait, you mean another comedy show that was, uh, it, it was very similar. Like, like, yeah, exactly. It was exactly like Saturday Night Live, but just slightly different. Yeah. But they had this skit where they, they had a, a commercial for a new, instead of Xerox photocopier, it was called the CBS photocopier. And what you do is you put in, they, they show them putting in a script of the Golden Girls and, and out on the other side comes a script of the Designing Women. <laughs> that tells you when this was out, but yeah. yeah, it feels like that's what that's a, a lot of what goes on uh, yeah. in in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, indeed, and all the movies, creative industries. Right? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And it's funny too, like some of that stuff. You know, who knows if it's like, I, and I, I, it's not, um, it's not synchronicity. I can't think of the 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 term, but like, there's there's sometimes where just people are coming up with the same idea at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, in, in different parts of the world, yeah. and it's just like they launch it and. Who knows who came out with it first, but and that, that you really did well. illustrate exactly the issue is that the ideas we, you know, we don't want to take ideas out of the lexicon. We want to say, look, you, you can, you can have a great idea and run with it. And the way you run with it will be different from the way someone else will run with it. And so that's what we will allow protection for, which is why designing women is a different show than the golden girls, even though it's fundamentally a very similar concept of, you right. know, an ensemble comedy about, uh, with women, you know, set in, in one case, it's a home in the other case, it's a workplace, those kind of things. And and then you right. had friends come along and do the same thing with, you know, 30 somethings and it, it, and 30 something for that matter, you know, the thing, the things keep coming up. So really it comes down to the idea. We, there are only so many new ideas and we've, We've already covered them all. I mean, Shakespeare covered them all, for goodness sake. <laughs> I mean, that's so, why we see so many remakes today. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just running out of good ideas. Like, oh, let's just redo it. Let's just redo it but again. What you do is you take that idea and, yeah, and tweak it and do something a little yeah. sideways with it. I love what they new. did because I was so annoyed by the whole Spider-Man thing. It's like, okay, we had the Tobey Maguire movies. Do we need another one? Wait, and then we had another second. one. And then we had, wait, wait, though. Wait. Then, oh. then at the end, at this latest movie, they wrapped it all up and did it nicely where they had it in the different you know universes and whatnot. And that was whole a whole fight between, I guess, Sony and Marvel or whatever, the, yeah. the different movies and all that. But I was like kind of annoyed that like they wouldn't come up with new ideas. So I'm not saying I'm anti-Spider-Man, Greg. Don't worry. Oh, okay. I'm saying that. I know you're you're big on the Marvel, and I I, I can't. I was going to say Gordon's going to have to handle our divorce. Exactly. I know. DC I know. versus I, Marvel I, battle. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Okay. Whew. I got through that. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, so Gordon, we we did we did mention your website earlier, but yeah. uh, let's let's mention that one more time uh, in case somebody failed to write it down or hear it. Let's uh, let's uh, plug away there. And well, I'll everything- also plug your uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. I will. So the podcast is called Entertainment Law Update, entertainmentlawupdate.com. Pretty easy to find me. And I have, a, you know, I've had a few other little podcasts here and there. So if you search the, the directories just from my name, uh, you'll find a lot of my appearances as well. But the last name, Firemark, I'm very fortunate to have a distinctive That's a name. Really cool name. So F I R E M A R K. You can go to firemark.com to find my law practice webpage or gordonfiremark.com for sort of the, the products and services I was mentioning earlier. And, and uh, I also have thepodcastlawyer.com. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I love that you got I'm that. nominating the Google results. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Gordon. Really informative. 
And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and we say that, you know, for legal reasons, right? Uh, And you might want to consult a professional like Gordon to discuss your exact business situation. Uh, Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. We would love to hear your suggestions for future episodes as well. Reach out to us by visiting our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the podcast description, so please do head over there and check that out. Uh, We thank you again for listening and reviewing and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Electric Acid. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Renee. With her extensive experience as a double CEO, therapist, and renowned treatment specialist, Dr. Calvert's approach to recovery and emotional freedom is unique and diverse. Dr. Calvert's innovative and unfiltered perspective sheds light on the importance of being human and encourages guests and listeners to get real. Joined by Bindi Hyde, producer, coach, and founder of Ethical Change Agency on a mission to spread collective change, understanding that it starts with us. It's time to get real. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.